Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Oh, what a cracker. Oh, he's got again. It's a Nelka. Could it be four for Arsenal? It can. This is Grimaldi. Oh, the goal. It's his first in English football. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast with me, Dan Roebuck. On today's show, we're speaking to some of Arsenal's French connection, both past and present. Nicolas Anelka takes us through his favourite moments from his time at Highbury. Jeremy Aliadier speaks to us about his rise through the ranks. And Gilles Grimondi recalls first scouting for Long Kossielny. But let's kick off with Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira enjoyed a great midfield partnership with Manu Petit at both club and country level. Here's his thoughts on that special relationship. I think it's just a feeling, feeling because we loved to play to each other because I think we are quite both similar on the way we, uh, we are as a fighter. We was ready to, uh, if I was in trouble, I knew that I can count on him and if he was, he knew that he can count on me. And I think that's why we, uh, we was enjoying playing together. And um, I think Manu Petit was the best partner I had at Arsenal or everywhere I went. And we, uh, we didn't need to talk. Just the way we look at each other, we understand each other. And what I love about him is uh, he's never give up. He's always here fighting. And he's got a fantastic left foot as well. Just the way we look at each other, we understand each other. If I was tired and I would need his help, he will look at me and he will understand. And if he will come out, I knew that he was going to go and I will have to cover him or vice versa. And um, that's why we've been successful at Arsenal, because we understand each other really well. And we didn't need it to talk. Manu had a fantastic left foot, so he can put the ball wherever he wants. So I was getting the ball and I give it to him, so we'll find... Nicolas or Denis more easy than I can do. And uh, I know that he liked to go forward because his technical ability was uh, better than mine to finish the goal. He was scoring a few goals. And I was more the guys who will sit in front of the back four who will give balance to the team. And Manu's engine was bigger than mine as well. So he can go, come back, left, right, and I will be the one who will be sitting in the front. I really did enjoy it playing with him. 
the intelligent players can play anywhere on the pitch. And Mane was one of the players. It wasn't a problem for him to play centre or left or in the midfield. And I think he enjoyed more playing in the midfield because he liked to participate in the game. I think he liked to get the ball, he liked to run. Manuel is the kind of players who like to, uh, he liked to be tired at the end of the game. If he's not tired, he feels like he didn't do his job. He was always positive to me and uh, always telling me the truth, what I can improve in my game. He was really important for my career. He wanted to leave. He was sad and uh, understanding because uh, he left to go to Barcelona. So, of course, you feel like losing uh, somebody that you had a really good understanding and you always have the question mark with the next one. You know, you're getting afraid, but after all, I think you have to accept it. Manu was the best partner I had in midfield. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, we're talking French players on the podcast this week, and I'm pleased to say that Jeremy Aliadier joins us to reminisce about his Arsenal career, tell us one or two stories as well, and also life after Arsenal. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. First of all, we've got to talk about Clairefontaine because you were at the Elite Academy in France. What was that like as a youngster? Well, like you said, it was the, it was the top of the top. Every young French player wanted to go to Clairefontaine and... Uh, was not an easy thing to do as, uh, you know, you're very young, you've got to leave your family, you've got to go and uh, and stay with other kids that you've never met before. But um, you just train every day, you know, with awesome coaches and all based on technique. So, um, yeah, I've learned so much from there. And because it's so famous, all the obviously professional club just scout you from... Uh, you know, from Clairefontaine, and that's when I got a lot of interest from clubs. Who else was at Clairefontaine at your time? Any any names that we, that well, we might remember, or some, maybe not your age group, but around not, that sort of time? Not in my age group, but um, a bit after Atem Ben Arfa yeah. was there, Abu Dhabi was there, so uh, they were a bit younger, but um, yeah, came from Clairefontaine as well. So from Clairefontaine to Arsenal, tell us about how that happened. Well, that happened. I was uh, my last season at Clairefontaine. I was in uh, under 50 national team, French national team, and uh, we had a we had a tournament in Scotland with England, France, Scotland, and Ireland, I think. And I had probably the best tournament you know ever scored, best scorer, best player of the tournament. And Arsene Wenger was there watching the game. As, Did you know uh, he was there? I didn't know he was there, but I knew uh, from Steve Rowley, which was the scout at the time. I knew that, you know, they were interested and they've been looking at me. And uh, so I didn't know that Arsene was at the, at the tournament, but I knew Arsenal were, were looking at me. And about a couple of days after the tournament, um, the phone rings and I saw my dad's reaction on his face. And I just thought, oh, God, he looks a bit intimidated and a bit impressed, you know, so um, it's just chatted for about an hour on the phone. And uh, when he put the phone down, he was like, you know, very expression on his uh, on his face, and I just said, "Who was that? Like, You've been on the phone ages." And he was, "That was Arsene Wenger." I was like, "No," and uh, he said, "Yeah, he's really want you to come and visit. You know, the club, have a have a look at the the facilities, and and just have a chat about maybe you going and uh, and join Arsenal." I was like, 
we're going. <laughs> this is done. Yeah. Because I presume there are other clubs interested. Yeah, there was many clubs interested, like, you know, all professional clubs in France, Paris, Rennes, you know, all the clubs in France and uh, and few abroad as well, you know, like uh, Inter Milan, Madrid, Boston, basically a lot of clubs interested. But in my mind, as soon as Arsene Wenger called directly, my dad, there was just no other team I would want it to, to join. What is it about our former managers? It still feels difficult to say yeah, Arsene Wenger. What is it about him? A father figure to many players. Why is he held in such regard? Why did you want to play for him? Because I think his loyalty to players and how he's looking after players and he's proved it for many, many years. When he chooses a player, he never let him down. He's always giving chances after chances. Doesn't matter if you're injured not performing, it will always, always, you know, even sometimes you just think, oh my God, like, how come you still give him a chance? You know, he's, he's not doing the job and stuff, but he's really very stubborn in that, in that way is, is the fact that he really trusts in his players and, and when he gets a player, he will do anything to, to go as far as he can to make him the best player he can, yeah. So you came to Arsenal, what's it like walking into a dressing room with so many world-class French players? Well, you know what? After the, obviously, the 98 World Cup when France won and, you know, Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel Petit, Thierry Henry, it was just, you know, incredible vibe in France. So obviously, joining them guys at Arsenal was a bit scared for me because, you know, I came from Clairefontaine Academy and suddenly you just joined Arsenal with big, big-name players. It was very intimidated for me and... And to be fair, the first few training sessions, I was a bit scared. I put a lot of pressure on myself to obviously do well and and prove that I could play with them guys. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was not easy as the first six months because uh, I was under 17, I was not professional. So I couldn't be part of the professional first team dressing room. I was with the academy, which obviously no French players. I was the only one there. So that was uh, that was hard, but I think... That was a good experience and that's what made me kind of become English in a certain way, you know, and mentality and, and obviously the language. And because I came, I didn't speak any English. You end up in a dressing room with all 16 year old kids, English lads that don't speak any French. So you've got a kind yeah, of. That's a given. <laughs> you know, it was uh, not easy, but you've just got to, you know, work hard and every day learn the language, learn the new culture new way of playing as well because you know like I said Clairefontaine well, was all based on, on technique and suddenly you just come to a professional club where result matters you've got win games you've got you know play English way as well which is a lot of more physical when it's not yeah it was it was not easy who was a mentor to you in that Arsenal team was it one of the French guys well it was the English guys who were you close to well at the beginning I was very close to Thierry as Thierry you know we're quite young as well and Thierry was not playing at the beginning when he first joined Arsenal. He was most of the time on the bench as well. So, so Thierry was kind of chatting a lot to me and, and we were discussing my situation, his situation as well, as he got frustrated a lot at the beginning because he was not in a starting eleven most of the time. So we got quite close at the beginning. Then obviously he started playing and becoming the the king and then after obviously I, I was in the first team dressing room and then you kind of mix up with everybody and, and but I will say that Robert Pires helped me a lot as well when he joined the club him and Sylvain Wiltord because they've came I've already been there a few years so my English were getting better when they 
English were not so good. So I've kind of helped them as much as they helped me in their way, you know. So it was, uh, obviously, we had so many French players in the dressing room, which, you know, helped a lot. Tell us about your debut against Fulham. Against Fulham, yeah. You came on for? I came on for Thierry. And what happened there? Well, <laughs> I was so happy coming on, and I could see Thierry was so upset coming off. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, enjoy my time. You know, it's my time to make my debut and come on. And, and uh, you know, finished the game. I, I can't remember how long I've played, but it was not much. It must have been, you know, 15, 20 minutes at the end. And, uh, and then after the game, I could see Thierry was really upset. And I was just like, well, you know, what's, what's up? And he's like, well, I wanted, you know, for your debut, I wanted to make you score. I wanted to give you an assist. I wanted you to score. And then Arsene just took me off. You know, I wanted... I wanted to be on the pitch and, and give you an assist so you could score on your debut. I was like, oh, Titi, don't worry, I'm happy, man. I'm happy I've came on and, and hopefully next time you can give me an assist, which he did on my first goal first against, goal West, against Brom. West Brom. Yes. And that was only a few games later, so you didn't have to wait long. I didn't have to wait long. No, I uh, came on as well and, uh, and Thierry just so wanted me to score, you know, and, and really helped me out. And uh, he's done all the work on the left-hand side and then just give me basically the best pass, just to tap in. And then my first goal at the Highbury, yeah. So. I was going to say, that was your first goal. Your favourite goal, your favourite match, we talked about this earlier, is the League Cup quarter-final up at Anfield. Tell us about that game. That was extraordinary, wasn't it? That was a crazy game. Yeah, absolutely crazy. I remember travelling on the day, on the bus, going up there, going to the hotel. And then, you know, we knew we were playing against Liverpool. It was going to be a tough game, quarter-final. And then we just, not that we were defeatist and thinking we're going to lose, but we were just all, you know, young players and we thought it's going to be a big game tonight, guys. We just got to, you know, do our best. And and then you could just feel, well, as soon as kickoff went, we just dominated the game. We got control of the ball and then the rest is history. It was the best, yeah, best game I could be involved in, you know, scored the first goal and just done so well, you know, got a few assists for uh, Julio Baptista. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we absolutely dominated the game. And it was, I think it was a crazy game for everybody to watch as well. 6-3 at Hanfield, it's not... It's not every week you see that. It's not every week, yeah. No, it's not every week you see that. So, um, yeah, definitely one of the best memories I've got. Obviously, got to the semi-final and the final that year. Beat Spurs, got beaten by uh, Chelsea in the final in Cardiff. Yeah, you played in that game. Yeah, played in that game. And to be honest, a final was a final. And uh, but same again, you know, playing against Chelsea, which at their starting eleven, most of them big boys were playing when, you know, all our big boys were not playing. So uh, it was uh, it was a bit intimidated as well, you know. You're in Cardiff, you've got full stadium, and and you're playing against Chelsea. But we just, you know, first few Walcott's goal, we're winning one 0 and I thought, God, we've we've got this. We've going to make it, you know, it was kind of written, you know, after beating Liverpool, Spurs, then Chelsea in the final, but obviously Didier Drogba, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. he came to Chelsea's rescue there, didn't yeah. he? Um, did we see the best of, do you think, at Arsenal? He had one or two injury issues here, didn't he? No, I don't think so. I think I could have obviously done much better. I just feel mentally I was not kind of prepared, you know, I was a bit... Too young, I will say. I came very young at the club and it took me a few years to kind of realise I had the ability to, to be playing in, for this team and, and to be playing at a top level. But I was putting myself down too many times and I was too too respectful in a, in a way of being with them guys, you know, 
and so I kind of always never, not that I never tried, but things that I were capable of doing, I was not trying to do because I was too afraid of not not being good enough, you know, if that makes sense. And uh, and that's why I was just a bit too shy, I think. And uh, and it's like with time that I kind of realized that I had the ability and the talent to do them kind of things, but I had that talent before. You went on to have a very good career outside of Arsenal, played for Middlesbrough, first team a few years, went out to play in the Middle East as well, played back at Lorient, scored a lot of goals. Tell us about your time post-Arsenal. Yeah, it's uh, strange because it's when I moved to Lorient that I've had probably my best statistic season where I scored a lot of goals, a lot of assists. And it kind of a bit of a regret because I've kind of think, why could I have not had that former Arsenal? Because if I did, I would have probably never left the club, you know, because... Arsenal's in my heart and there would have been nothing more that I wanted than just make a career and just stay there forever and, and then be able to score 20 goals a season and be the main man here. So um, always a bit of a regret, but you know, you just make with choices in your career. And at the time when I left to go to Middlesbrough is because I didn't have enough game here and you had Robin, Adebayo, Thierry was still there and it was hard to get to get regular starting 11 games. So I, would, I had to kind of, um, I had to move. I just said to Arsene, you know, I just want to play week in, week out for Premier League club. And uh, I just feel here it's too hard for me, you know, too much competition. And when I went to Middlesbrough, I got that. And uh, obviously different style of football. So you got the week in, week out playing, but not enjoyable as much as when you played for Arsenal. So, um, but this is, this is our career. Goals, no? You just make choices and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. So, Well, Jeremy, always loved at Arsenal. Many thanks for becoming on the podcast and hopefully we will hear from you over the course of the season. Thank you very much. Well, Lauren Koscielny recently returned to action after six months on the sidelines. Here he is talking about his journey back to the first team. I think I didn't realise uh, well what's happened with my, uh, with my injured. I knew... It was a bad injury and uh, it would be long, you know, to come back uh, after. So, yeah, for me, I was just injured and uh, I felt like, OK, maybe two, three weeks after you can come back and uh, on the pitch. And uh, more realised day after day, um, on the Friday, I did the scan and we had uh, confirmation at 100%. I had uh, a rupture. So after the dog came at home and explained me everything about uh, the surgery, uh, about the time for the rehabilitation. So yeah, mentally it was hard, you know, to to heard about uh, this. I felt, uh, you know, like uh, like a big a big kick, you know, in my head, and uh, you need to you need to accept that and. Uh, you know, it would be a long, a long, long way. But you need to, to be strong and to have all your, the person uh, you, you love with you uh, to help you to go quicker as is possible, you know, for, for your rehab. I never thought about uh, quitting uh, football, stop my career. Uh, I took this like a big wave of my, uh, of my career. I never had a big injury like this. It's my first one. I have uh, 33 years old. So I think my career is more behind me 
than in France. So for me, it's a good time, you know, to have uh, feelings about uh, about my career, about what I want to do, to realize uh, the good life I have, and uh, to work, you know, harder uh, than before, you know, to come back stronger because. I want to play again at the top level, and uh, I was directly focused, you know, about the physio, about the rehab, and what I need to do, everything to be uh, ready when I will start my uh, my rehab. To be focused just on my work and uh, to be back uh, the quickest uh, as possible. Uh, after my surgery, I um, I traveled to Saint Raphael Rehab Center in the south of France with uh, one physio. And it's a rehab center with doctors, physios, to help uh, people, you know, who had some, uh, some big injury. Can be uh, in sports or um, in your life. And so it was uh, nice, you know, because the place was very nice. Uh, I took all my family with me to be with me to um, this period. And uh, I met some good people who can uh, open, you know, your, your eyes on the life uh, you have. I saw some things, you know, you can say, okay, uh, I'm a football player, I need to enjoy what I do every day. Uh, I have a good life. So uh, I can't say, no, I don't like, uh, I don't like the life. Uh, I saw some um, different, you know, injured. And for some people, it was very hard because they know uh, they can't work uh, during uh, more than one year and they don't know if they can work again. So it's a period where yeah, you can realize uh, how the life is good for you and for me. So I'm more, uh, more positive now about life. I try to enjoy uh, every moment I can have with, uh, with my family, with my friends. And uh, yeah, the most important is just to, to enjoy your life, to be in good uh, health. And uh, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> say, okay, you went to Saint Raphael, the south of France, and uh, sunny day, and uh, you enjoy your holiday. But uh, for me, it was not holiday. Uh, every week uh, I train uh, with two sessions. I started at 9.30, finish at 1.00. We start at uh, 4 and finish at 6.30, so I had two sessions. One in the morning was more about my rehab of my Achilles, and the afternoon was more about uh, cardio, gym work, uh, core, upper body, legs. So it was very uh, physical, and the program with my physio was to start slowly you know, on Monday and to finish on Friday with zero uh, percent of power and they give me just weekend off so I could enjoy with my family uh, the weekend but during two months and a half uh, 10 of June to 20 of August uh, I train uh, five days in a week and uh, I work hard because I was focused on what I want it's uh, to be back quicker so that's why I was just focused on my on my work and sometimes I forget a little bit about my, uh, my family who, who was with me. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. We just heard from Lauren Kosielny there. Lauren Kosielny, Bakary Sanya, and Olivier Giroud were all scouted by another former French gunner, Gilles Grimondi. Here he is telling the story of spotting our current captain. Yeah, I can take, uh, I don't know, uh, Laurent Cochin example because I went to watch him when he was in Tours. We were playing in second French division and uh, I like him a lot, but to come from second division up to Premier League, I, was, I said, it's a big step. So I was not totally convinced that it was not too big for him. And I kept following him. And after he signed for Lorient and we were playing in first division. And after I was convinced that he was good enough to play for us. And we were all together convinced that he was good enough. But maybe uh, I should have took a risk when he was in tour at first because it was, uh, that's why sometimes it's, it's a job to take a risk. And, uh, but sometimes you need as well to play in more competitive game to be sure that he will be good enough. But, and after he moved to the club and I think he developed very well. All the training with managers, with coaches and, uh, and he was our captain for a long time. What did you see in him when you watched him the first few times? The first time when I saw him, so guys, he told me that he's a good player in Tour in France. So I went there and I like him, uh, his feet. I said, oh, he's quite quick on his feet. He can go quickly up front. And, uh, and I like that. I felt technically he was, he was OK. It was no problem to play with the balls. And uh, I like his history as well, because he was in Guingamp before, in a professional club, and he didn't stay there, because I think he was playing on the right flank and uh, right back. And uh, so I like the, the kind of story. Olivier Giroud has the same story. He was in a top club and after moved to different club. And that gives sometimes something more to the players because they have to, to work harder to achieve a high level. And I said, this guy has good potential to develop and to become a good player. And uh, I like that. He must be very proud because he's gone on to become an Arsenal captain, he's led the team many times. It's a team effort to discover a player, but yeah, it's a lot of work you've done there. No, but after it's sometimes there is some player you think they will do well in the club and it's not a success. So you have a part sometimes of success, sometimes and success, but I think it's a long process to bring the players. And uh, there are some people who don't work on the light, but they do a good job with a player when he moves from France to England to get settled in the city. There are some people who help him a lot, to give him good condition. 
said all your win. He's very important in the club as well. He's a, he's a very, very long process up to the success of the player. That's why we have a, a small part of the success and, uh, and we try to do. But uh, we found some good players and we, uh, there's a lot of players. We do, sometimes we are negative about them. At the end, they are top players. He's not. <laughs> For example? I was not convinced about Kante. Kante, I knew him a lot and I have information for a long time. Arsene knew him, knew him very well. I went to watch him many, many times. I was watching him when he was playing in the third division in France, in Boulogne. But he was playing a right wing, so it was a different position. But he was a bit everywhere. I didn't know his good position. I don't know. And, uh, and he's top, top player. And, uh, that's a plan. We have to accept that. That's why sometimes his job I'm a bit upset because uh, we're only talking about which player we are fond, but we never say which player we miss. And there are a lot as well. It's so hard to know that early, isn't it? It's a gamble every time. Exactly. It's, it's not a gamble, but it's sometimes you have a good feeling and sometimes you don't have it, you know? And um, it's about, I think, the way you were playing as well. So the player you were, maybe sometimes you like few things and you don't like some, and sometimes you have to accept that you can be a good player without things you don't like. Thank you, That's really good. Thanks for all your time. He's done it this time! What an extraordinary way to win the title. When an irresistible force meets an old immovable object, something's got to give. Roebuck versus. It is Roebuck versus me, Dan Roebuck versus. I'm not quite sure this week because there's two people in the studio at the moment. Uh, obviously, myself, Dan Roebuck, and our producer, Liam Roberts. Uh, Liam, what are we doing this week? Who am I playing against? Okay, so it's French Connection this okay. week. It's the subject. Okay. Um, you know Mastermind. I know Mastermind, yes. So, Never been on it. No, specialist subject. Okay. Um, so your specialist subject this week okay. is going to be French players for Arsenal. Okay. Who am I playing against? Um, so I asked five questions to Jim Campbell a couple okay. of weeks ago okay. while we were up in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, he gave me some answers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say how you got on. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you the same five questions. Okay. And then we'll hear how Jim got on. Brilliant. And then we'll have a result. I see. So uh, so if if I... See, this was recorded with Jim, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. So if I'd have texted Jim, like, last week, he would have potentially told me how he got on. Yeah, he was in for... Oh, was he yeah, really? I don't know if he'd recovered. Damn, I should have got in yeah. touch with I caught him cold. I'm not going to lie to you. He didn't know he was going to do a quiz. So, okay. Um, yeah, it was well, quite... listen, Hey, listen, you catch me cold every week. I have no idea exactly what the questions are going to be until you tell me. So French Connection this week. Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, that should be your, fairly straightforward. Your name, please? Dan Roebuck. And your special subject? Is the French connection within Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, you sound confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, question one. Which number did William Gallas wear for us? Oh, I think I know this. Or do I? Um, was it number nine? It was number ten. Oh, I don't believe it. I knew that. <laughs> oh, it's blown it early. <laughs> question two. This is half a point each. So okay. It's um, there's two answers. Yeah. Can you name the two teams that Matteo Flamini made his debuts for against Arsenal? Uh, uh, so, so, Ar what? So Arsenal versus? Yeah. So he obviously he made two two, two two Arsenal debuts. Yeah. Half a point do, each. Do you know what? And I commentated on both of them. And his first start uh, was his first start or just as a sub? It's debut, yes. Debut, so yeah. just debut. Oh, do you know what? I I think his first start might have been against Chelsea, but his first debut appearance, ah, oh, it might have been a, a League Cup game. So I'll say Chelsea anyway, but I don't think that's right. Uh, no, it was Everton. Oh, was it Everton in the 6-0? It was. Ah, oh, first game of 03-04? I can't remember. It might have been. Damn. 
and his second debut. Or it might have been in the in the Carling Cup game. It's gone, it's, it's, it's Yeah, it's gone. gone. Sorry, yeah, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> More famous, his second debut, when he came back. Uh, it's a famous game. It, Tottenham? Correct. Yes! Half a point. That's why that, Jim. Half a point. I don't know if you've got these right. Oh, that's I true. I bet you he didn't. He wouldn't have done <laughs> Okay, Come question on. three. Yeah. Um, how many goals yeah. did Olivier Giroud score from the substitutes bench when it, so coming on he um, he owns the record alongside Oli Gunnar Solskjaer it's a uh, multiple choice okay was it 18, 19 or 20 I'm going to go 20 it was 18 oh. damn Robert this is oh. you're supposed to be a specialist on this yeah I know question four a specialist subject that I had no choice in but anyway go on question four question I've got four. so I've got half a point You've so half far a point. Um, half a point so far out of three um, question number four yeah. another two parter half a point for each okay can you name the two teams who Thierry Henry scored his first and last goals for Arsenal? First and last goals for Arsenal. First was Southampton. Correct. That's a good answer. And last was Leeds? It was Sunderland. Oh! It's the last minute goal where he flicked it in from Arshavin. Oh. So that's, uh, that's one point out of four. Okay, that's not bad. That's not, not bad. bad for my specialist subject. My general <laughs> knowledge would be shocking, wouldn't it, if this is my specialist subject? I'm One out of four. I've, get to that. I've got a sense that I might need to get this right to win, but go on. Question five. Yeah. Can you name the team Patrick Vieira came off the bench against to make his Arsenal debut? Oh, so we are talking... Blackburn? Sheffield Wednesday. Oh! So, Dan Roebuck... One out of five. One out of five, yeah. Uh, should we have a listen to how Jim got on? Let's hear how Jim got on. So, Jim Campbell, your questions on Arsenal's French connections mm-hmm. start now. Question one, which number did William Gallas wear for Arsenal? Ten. Correct. Mm. Still um, weird. Still weird. Um, Olivier Giroud scored mm. how many goals from the bench for Arsenal? I'll give you a multiple choice on this one. Okay. Is it 18, 19 or 20? I'm going to go 19. It was 18. Oh, because I think that's a joint record, isn't it, with Oliver and Solskjaer? Yes, yeah. Good knowledge. <laughs> half point, maybe? Um, question three. So it's a half point for each answer. There's two answers. So which two teams yeah. did Matthew Flamini make his debuts, mm-hmm. plural, because he came back for Arsenal? Yeah. Against which teams? Yeah, so there's two different teams. Oh. Ha- half a point for each. One was West Ham? No. No, one was Spurs. Okay, yep. One was Spurs. Yep, so I remember the first thing he did was basically get booked, if I remember yeah. rightly. <laughs> uh, yep. And I'm going to guess at the first one and just say Newcastle. It was Everton. So ah. half a point, I do. Question four. Thierry Henry scored his first goal against which team and then his final goal against another team? Which were the teams? Was one Everton? No. <laughs> you love Everton, do well, Yeah, I do. Uh, oh, I'm just guessing at this. Final goal. I'll say Blackburn. Sunderland, last Sunderland. minute, the last minute little uh, flick. Oh, of course, I'm forging the when he came it's a trick back. Question. Yeah, it's a it trick was. question. Mug me off. <laughs> Final question: Which team did Patrick Vieira come off of the bench to make his debut for Arsenal? Oh God, I remember. I remember the footage of him coming off the bench, but oh, I've got a hazy memory. What's it's the not what's Everton? The it's not no, Everton. God, I was going to say them as well. Probably <laughs> not Sunderland either. I will. Go, I'll be really nineties and go for Norwich. Sheffield Wednesday. Ah, God. One and a half. One and a half points. It's not great. It's not great. But do you think you can beat Dan Roebuck with that? No. (laughs) We'll find out. One and a half 
versus one. I can't believe that Jim got one and a half. What did he get? I can't believe so he got, he got the one first, and a half. Yeah, so he got the Gallus question. So he got right. the Gallus. I knew it was a striker's number, and I yeah. couldn't remember if it was nine or ten. So I went for nine. Well, well done to Jim. We're both useless on our specialist subject, but uh, maybe we'll have a rematch later in the season. One and a half, one, I'm ashamed. Yeah, I, I, Again, don't, I don't think we'll be doing specialist subjects. No, again. I don't think so. Well, maybe a specialist subject that might actually be a specialist subject. It was not an easy game. You're at Arsenal Football Club, it's going to be big pressure. Take the positives and, you know, look at the next game. I think we showed great determination. At the end of the day, we're able to get a result. Get behind each other and stick together. In the end, uh, it's, it's something that's going to give you points. The final word. The final word this week belongs to Nicholas Anelka and his special FA Cup Wembley moments. Incredibly, it's 21 years since you joined Arsenal. Can you remember back then the story behind your move? I remember, yeah. I remember... Uh, yes, I was um, 17 years old, I think. I was playing for Paris at the time. And I had a game against uh, England. At this time, I think David Dean was uh, with the Federation. He saw me play. And in the same time, Arsene Wenger signed in, uh, in Arsenal. I met uh, them and uh, at the time, my situation with Paris was not clear. I wanted to change and uh, I signed for Arsenal. What were your favourite Arsenal moments? Well, well there's two special uh, moments for me. It was the, the final, the cup final against Newcastle and also the, the last game against, uh, I don't know, I don't remember the team, when, we, uh, when we, we won the league. The last game was special because uh, it was like uh, a lot of pressure because we came back from nowhere to win the league and uh, the last game was, uh, I remember, we had a lot of pressure because we had to win this game. And I remember uh, Tony Adams' goal and it was special. It's something special for me. The FA Cup final against Newcastle, what are your memories of that goal? Uh, Ray Paolo controlled the ball. He saw me as he could see me uh, in the training. We, uh, we did it so many times. So he saw me running in, uh, in space, put the ball uh, through and well against one with the, the goalkeeper. Goal. Three gets and we've got to it for Arsenal Vieira's header, Carla. There's no flag! And it's Anelka! No catching him, maybe no catching Arsenal now. A big step nearer the double. Well, it was a brilliant decision in the end by the linesman to let it go. And the 19-year-old has scored in the FA Cup final. You were so far ahead of your teammates that you were celebrated and there was no one there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was the... Um, Striker and I was the I was in front, so it was it was a perfect ball from Ray, and uh, I don't know if it was a counter attack, but uh, I did uh, what I have to do, uh, one against with the goalkeeper on the side, and uh, it was good for me, good for the club, good for the fans. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Well, that's full time on today's pod. Thanks to all of our contributors. You can help us out by subscribing to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And while you're there, why not leave us a review and rating? On our next show, we'll be hearing from some of our young English contingents. Until then, bye for now.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.